Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's soon to be Mother's Day here in the U.S. And we have a very special episode for you with some very special moms. Stay tuned. This is the On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of BuildingBoys.net, and I'm Janet Allison of BoysAlive.com. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Regular listeners may recall our very special Father's Day episode last year when we interviewed Braden Bell, father and grandfather, and my son-in-law, Andy, who at that time had been a dad for less than half a year. We wanted to bring some moms together for Mother's Day this year. Between Jen and I, we have 61 years of (laughs) momming. Can you believe it? No. We should be experts by now, but maybe not. Still learning. Jen is the mom of four boys between 17 and 25, and I am the mom of two grown daughters. Plus, we have two very special guests. Brenda is mom of Nathan, 13, and baby son, Andrew, and has been an On Boys fan, well, probably since our very first episode back in 2018. And joining us is Katie, my daughter, and mom to Bo who longtime listeners already know is my grandson and who is now 14 months old. Welcome, Katie and Brenda. Thank you. Thank you. So get out the tissues. I think this is going to be one of those episodes. Jen, you got your tissue? Nope. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, nobody warned me. All right, and Brenda and Katie will let you arm wrestle about who answers first, but we'll just dive in together. I'm curious if before you had kids, if you had any thoughts or preferences about having a boy or having a girl? Well, I can say that as a longtime special ed teacher, I definitely had a preference. During my teaching years, uh, boys were always my favorite. For some reason, I just, I love their energy. I really loved working with them in the classroom um, and felt like they offered me the most opportunity for creativity and flexibility. Personal growth. Personal growth. (laughs) growth. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, Andy and I decided to wait until Bo was born to find out the sex of our baby. And I was definitely open and welcome to either but I think secretly I did have a preference Mm. I'm glad it worked out me too (laughs) I don't remember having a preference one way or the other I just know before deciding to try to become a parent yeah I was just nervous about the process I wasn't worried about what happened later boy or girl was kind of after the fact that Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I'm going to be a mom Mm -hmm. ah yeah Mm -hmm. I don't think I had a preference before and 
I didn't know with our first two children, we didn't know, we didn't know boy, girl, any gender until they were born. We did know for number three and number four. And uh, for number three, we told people in advance. And for number four, we decided no way are we telling people in advance because we were so sick of getting looks of disappointment and sympathy when people found out that number three was a boy like we didn't realize that was caused to be sad or we didn't realize we'd let the world down somehow so we just kept it to ourselves I did have this idea though like regardless of boys or girls I fully expected that ours would be a no toy gun household and I expected that it would be a no balls in the house household. And uh, that is not how things played out. Yeah. As I look at a basket with about 12 various baseballs and wiffle balls on my coffee table. Yeah. I tried the same thing. It's true not having a, a preference. A lot of people assumed with my pregnancy with Nathan that I wanted a girl. I don't know where that came from. Andrew lived nine days. So a lot of assumptions were made that, oh, you you definitely don't want a boy. You'd, you'd want a, a girl uh, instead. Yeah. And I think there's that place of, you know, being a solo mom of, oh, of course you'll want a girl. And mm -hmm. oh, maybe that too. I don't know if that was played into it too. But, uh, how um, about you, Janet? I mean, you didn't know if you were having boys or girls um, way yeah. back in the day. I did not find out with either of my kids. I do remember I had Katie in the hospital and we had a little mom's thing afterwards with our little babies. Mm -hmm. And there was a mom there who had had an ultrasound and was told the sex of her baby, but then she had the other sex. <laughs> and I remember thinking that would be so hard to be prepared. I think it was a boy and then she had a girl I can't remember but then I had a home birth with Anna so I definitely didn't find out although I although, told you although Katie this crazy story <laughs> you guys crazy story going down in history here Katie told me when I was still pregnant I was like you know big belly she was sitting on my lap and she looked up at me she was two and a half at the time looked up at me and said mom the baby's a girl and her name is Anna Wow. Aww. Yeah. That is so sweet. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's Anna. And she actually, when I was in labor said, the baby's going to come on the day dad doesn't work, which I was in labor from Thursday to Saturday and had her on Saturday, the day dad doesn't work. She was two and a half. Kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm so sorry you were in labor from Thursday until Saturday. Yeah. I'm still stuck <laughs> on that part of the story. Katie, oh, you're goodness. amazing, but Janet, oh no. Anyway, that is, yeah. And then, I mean, I was happy to have two girls and they are best friends. So that has been an extra blessing of. Were they best friends growing up or did you, like, I've obviously never had two girls. I've never even had one. So I'm not sure how much bickering or fighting there is with two girls in the house compared to boys. I'll let Katie take that one. I think that we were always best friends. We definitely had our, you know, weeks and months and years of getting at each other. But overall, we've always been really good friends. Yeah. I mean, Katie Aww. was a great little big sister. And I think the only things I really remember about them as far as bickering was Katie getting mad because Anna copied her. 
because you do with your big sister, right? And she was got a little frustrated with that. Mm-hmm. Such a classic younger sibling thing yes. because you very quickly figure out this bothers them. It's like you can do it again and again and again. Yeah, and they even as as kids wanted to live together, so they grew up and arranged their lives. So they spent, I think, three years when Anna was in nursing school, they lived together. Yeah. They're best friends. And Anna, who is a labor and delivery nurse, was at Bo's birth. So there's that bond too. Beautiful. Yeah. So ladies, was becoming a mom what you expected it to be? I would like to say that I have become a mom four separate times now. So, I mean, especially by time three and four. I was fully aware of what the process entailed. I'd gone through pregnancy. I'd gone through birth. I had gone through raising children. And every single time there is a moment, even though these were all desired children, there's a moment early in the pregnancy and later on, and frankly, years into the child's life where I'm like, what have I done? (laughs) Because it's so much harder and overwhelming. And no matter how much you think you're prepared, you're not. That's my experience. Yeah, I would agree. It is not what I expected in many, many ways. It's much harder, but also so awesome. I think like you were saying, Jen, of having these ideas of how it will be. And then once your child arrives, you learn that it's really not up to you. It's really up to them and who they are. And you just have to let them be your guide. For me, I didn't have a lot of expectations. I just having nieces and a nephew I saw that as an example but my nieces of course were girls and that's a different developmental trajectory and I had a boy I did not know I was having a boy until maybe two days before Andrew's birth I was um, on hospital bed rest and the night nurse came in and and said oh we're gonna find out oh (laughs) infancy and toddlerhood seemed to go well and, but then later it was not what I expected. <laughs> I know. Well, my brother was not energetic or a mess or any of those things. So that was my example of what a young boy was. I was definitely blindsided on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now you're looking, you're staring right into teenhood coming at you, Brenda. Yes. yes. But you've got this. I know you do. Katie, I think what you said about letting your child be your guide, because every child's different. Jen, you know, you've got four of them and they're all different, even Mm -hmm. though all boys, they're all different. And you do have to really pay attention to them, even as an infant, Mm -hmm. follow their lead. And I would say for you, Katie, I just wish for you to have some sleep. I'm sure Katie does too. Yeah, that would be nice. Sleep would be good. What's it like right now, Katie? So Bo is 14 months. So what's it like with him and sleeping and living right now? He is such a lively, a lively boy. He loves life and he loves people and he loves doing things. And so settling and being separated from people is really really hard for him Uh, sort of his his challenge of being away from us being still being quiet um and it kind of always has been the thing that's hard for him so 
we're still working on, you know, having him sleep in his crib and sleeping without us. It's a lot of wakings at night and we've tried lots of different things, but it's a process. And then, you know, he starts to get a tooth or he gets sick or we're traveling or so it's never consistent, but we're doing the best that we can. And Andy and I just keep telling ourselves this is a season and another season's coming and we <laughs> will just en- enjoy this for what it is and enjoy the cuddles that we're getting, even when it's at 2 a.m. And I would much rather not be cuddling. I know it's easier for us, you know, Brenda, that our boys are older to look back a little bit fondly on some of those moments because like with birth, like with pregnancy, you know, some of the the harder parts, you sort of gloss over them, but it is really hard in the moment, even yeah. when you know, like, yes, I'm getting to cuddle my baby and this is a beautiful moment, but oh my gosh, am I tired? <laughs> so tired. And my 13 year old still doesn't sleep in his bed most nights. Not necessarily with me sometimes on the couch, which is pretty close to my bedroom. So that sleep thing. And yeah, I never was a really sound sleeper. So when I did have to get up in the morning and then he's, you know, after feeding and trying to burp with a infant's head in your hand, it's just so sweet. That's one of, that's one of my best memories. Yeah. I remember my oldest, we made the transition from crib to toddler bed. Maybe I was pregnant with number two already. And so we knew that, you know, he would have to give up. I'm not going to buy a second crib. Sorry, that's not happening. So maybe that was why. I don't remember. But, you know, the problem with the toddler bed versus a crib is it doesn't have jail bars, basically. (laughs) And my, uh, my number one, Katie, like yours, like he's super into doing things and there's a whole world to explore and he would not stay in that bed for anything it was up down around and I would sit outside his door and I would try and lay next to his bed and uh, in hindsight maybe I wasted a whole lot of unnecessary energy trying to get him to sleep when I thought he should sleep I don't know I do know that now he's 25 and he's existing and managing in the world and somehow he's figured out how to get enough rest so I think that's something that we are learning more and more right now is just that you know society and the world has a lot of expectations and ideas about what babies should be doing what kids should be doing at certain times and that all sounds well and good but it's not for everybody and every Again, every kid is different. And I think right? he's just not ready to do that right now. And he needs us. And I think that's okay. I think that's why there's such value too, Brenda, in you sharing. Your son is 13. He doesn't always sleep in his bed. Fine. If it's working for him and it's working for you, who cares? Yes. As long as he settles and is can get the sleep he needs yeah. to function the next day, fine. Yeah. Sometimes it's with the dog. Sometimes... He'll wake up in the middle of the night and come up to the couch, whatever works. And when he was an infant, he did well with a little acid reflux, which is common in some babies. Mm -hmm. We would, for his nap, go in the car Mm -hmm. for a long ride. And he would immediately fall asleep. It's like, yes, I've got some quiet. (laughs) Um, Or even in a parking lot with the engine running. Um, Yes. 
<laughs> there were many times where I would come home from somewhere, you know, and the baby had already fallen asleep. And even when I had older kids, I'm like, you guys get out, you go do whatever. I am just going to sit here with the baby because the baby is asleep. Yes. I'm not going to try and move this baby to the crib and risk this moment. Let's sometimes I would just close my eyes too, like, you know, parked car in the garage or just sit there and enjoy a moment or a couple moments of peace. Celebrating all moms, and we'll hear more from these moms after these messages from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about By Heart Baby Formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S. made infant formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. Byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me, so I'm 51, she's 41, and she went to ask her healthcare provider, hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete, it seems, how little we know and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause likely at this age, but many of our moms are dealing with their sons entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's Irony, which is, oof. Cruel joke, Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke. Thankfully, thankfully, increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. Telehealth, you can access care from your home when it is convenient for you. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit with free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time. Your path to wellness has zero obligations. 
Use the code ONBOYS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com slash ONBOYS. Winona, menopause care made easy. I think the overarching theme here is to really listen to your baby. Like Katie said, you know, we've got all the baby books. We've got the parenting books and sure they can be a guide, a loose guide, I'll say, but to really tune in to your own child and let go of what grandma says or what auntie's saying, except this grandma, don't let go of that. (laughs) Well, Janet. (laughs) But how important that is, is to just find your own way, no matter what age child you're parenting and recognizing too, that your child is going to grow through whatever stage he's in. Yes. And to be patient. I think um, early on and even now, but I've, I'm learning is things take time and it's really important just to be patient. And it's hard to it be It is patient. really hard. Really and I think hard. it's always the push of like, when are they going to crawl? When are they going to walk? When are they going to do the next thing? I'm like, why? They have their whole life ahead of them. And mm-hmm. now is now. It is so hard. Yeah. Brenda, you're right. I mean, I didn't realize until after my oldest was through it. I mean- a lot of the stuff that happens during the tween years and the teen years, parents, you're not going to enjoy every moment. And you know, that's been true of infancy and toddlerhood and all the other stages. There are going to be tough moments. And some of it really is just a stage. And you can fight and fight and worry about all of these things. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be concerned. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't need to have discussions and boundaries and teaching. Yes, to all of those things. But I spent a lot of energy worrying about, you know, how I can change this and what I need to do to make things better. And a big part of it was he just needed to grow up and mature. That some of it is just not listening to everything you see or hear from well-meaning people who, okay, I am not part of a couple. So my experience and my way of going through this is going to be different. I'm Janet's age. So I'm also parenting when my peers are grandparenting. There's no guidebook for that either. And um, I think letting go of somebody else's judgment was a big part of being a mom in those early years. What helped you do that? Because that is a challenge, I think, for all kinds of moms. And speaking for myself as a mom of boys, I mean, I, I also feel less so now, but like all this external pressure because everybody cares about how we raise our boys and how they turn out. Mm -hmm. And so they're perfectly willing to shoot you the stink eye if your kid acts up Mm -hmm. in the grocery store. So Mm -hmm. what was your process for dealing with and learning to let go of this? I'm still working on that. I've let go of the judgment from family members. I'm still struggling with that self-compassion piece. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a hard one because I have to be everything. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'm tired because I didn't have a night without my son Mm -hmm. until he was five and a half. I think if at the time I had taken a greater interest and prioritized self-care, that would have been different. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really, really, really tough when he was turning four 
five. All of this, like letting go of judgment, expectations, patience. You mentioned patience, Katie. Of course, all of this is much harder when we are tired, Mm -hmm. when we are not getting the rest we need. So yeah, Brenda, it sounds so simple to say self-care, take care of yourself. It can be really hard to figure out in the midst of it. And frankly, like Katie, you are in a stage right now where Bo simply needs a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. He needs constant monitoring because he moves super quickly and can get into anything. <laughs> yep. So it's not as easy as saying, well, go take a restorative 20 minute nap. <laughs> well, and I, I am grateful that Katie has let me be such a part of Bo's life. And because that I, I remember with her, I, I was the only one that could do it right. Even over her dad, like I could put mm, bed I was only my way and that was a lot to let go of too and so I really admire Katie and Andy both their willingness to turn him over to me (laughs) (laughs) as much as desperation but we do really appreciate your help (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know I mean I I can't really speak for you Brenda but I'm sitting here thinking Janet you can come over and take over for me for a while anytime but come on Oh, yeah, I'm not sure I know what to do with a 17 year old, but Sam, we could we could get into it with lawnmowers and things, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure you could. <laughs> yeah, You're welcome to come over for the 13 year old experience. There you go. Yeah, I think that would be excellent. I think it would <laughs> definitely be a boon to your coaching. Like, put in, like, spend a week. Spend a week with an actual 13-year-old. Well, I'll wait about 12 and a half more years. How about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about Mother's Day because, you know, this is one of those kind of contrived Hallmark holidays, right? And yet it is a thing just like Father's Day. And Well, okay. As a mom on Mother's Day, I feel a lot of conflicting emotions and a lot of pressure. Because first of all, I feel like this should be my day. I am putting in a lot of work, a lot of effort all the time. I shouldn't have to do anything hard today. I shouldn't have to do anything I don't want to. And could we just once please show some appreciation for me? And maybe this is selfish, but that is how I feel. And my mother is still alive. And I'm glad she's still alive and she's my mother. So I feel sort of pressured to spend time with my mom and to do something to make it special for her. And then if you're married or you have a partner and their mother is alive, you feel like you gotta do something with them. And at this point, I'm like, why am I making brunch for other people on Mother's Day? Or why am I going somewhere? Or, hey, grandmas, maybe just sit down and wait for Grandparents' Day. And I get frustrated with all of this. And and there's this knowledge that I'm also raising boys who may be parents someday and are put in this position. And, you know, what am I modeling for them about how do you honor mother? And I don't know that I have the answers to this. So I'm kind of curious what each of your experiences are with this. I remember when I was pregnant with Andrew, Mother's Day was about six or eight weeks before he was born. And I got a Mother's Day card from a friend. And that made me feel so seen and appreciated. And one Mother's Day, my mom, you know, helped um, Nathan pick out a little plant, you know, at the, at the store Aww. for me. And, you know, schools will help 
they usually do cards or, or something and that's fine. The last few years, you know, once the kid hits middle school, that's not happening. So there is no acknowledgement of everything that's done. So this year, he has a little debit card that his allowance goes on to. I'm going to give that to him because I usually keep it. Smart, given that and he's 13 right now. It's one traffic light away from a grocery store is our house. Okay. And said, okay, you know that the store has flowers and cards and pick out something and that you think I will like. Give yep. him some basic guidance. Yes. And we'll see what happens. I like that. I was I was with Jen on this one of Mother's Day. I just want to do my thing. And I remember many Mother's Days. I mean, I was still at home and the family's bustling around, but I just wanted to paint or just, you know, cutter. Do you remember that? No. Oh, she doesn't remember. Mm -hmm. Okay. Never you know what? So that, that gets to such an interesting thing about mothering too. Like there are all these things that we as mothers, you know, we spend a lot of time doing and we have very acute memories and sometimes very strong memories of these things. And then we talk to our kids and they're like, nope, no recollection. <laughs> like Jen, I also feel conflicted and I often feel conflicted on all holidays because I have a yeah. mother who adores holidays. <laughs> And well, me, yes, <laughs> and I don't feel the same. However, maybe not so much in regards to the holiday, but just in being a mother, I feel like becoming a mother has given me a lot more insight and appreciation into my own mom and just Aww. what it means to be a mother. And it's really hard. I think our relationship has changed a lot since having Bo. <laughs> I am just waiting for Janet. Yep, she's grabbing the tissue right now. I could see, you guys, listeners, you can't see it, but you should have saw Janet and Katie like looked into each other's eyes and there was this moment and, aw. Yeah. So yeah, I think having a day to recognize moms is really great. And maybe for myself, it would be nice to like take a nap or, you know, go be outside by myself. Mm -hmm. But I think more just acknowledging the amazing job that all mothers do because it's really hard mm -hmm. and complex and life-changing. And I think that isn't often recognized um, because becoming a mom is often so much about the baby, you know? It's not really about you as the mom. Even though you are really being reshaped as a person. I mean, oh yeah, parenthood completely maybe it doesn't completely change you, but it certainly, it speeds up your growing. It forces you to grow and look at things that otherwise you might not. I mean, you can't stay stagnant as a human being while you're a parent. It doesn't work. And rearranges everything because your yes. priorities change, your demands on time change. Yeah. And just to add to the tear bucket here, watching your child, this is for you guys. You'll watch your You'll watch your boys grow into, maybe if they choose to be fathers, but watching Katie navigate first a marriage that came first and, and a relationship with an amazing son-in-law. There's that. And then just watching her become a mom and how joyful she is as a mom, even when you're exhausted and have every reason to be crabby. I was the crabby mom, which she doesn't remember, but I do. But to always be 
responsive to Bo with joy and laughter and smiling. And I think, you know, you wonder which came first. Is he that way because his parents are that way with him? Or are they that way because he's so joy filled? Don't know. But I just so admire your consistency. And I think there's the piece of you being a special ed teacher. Like, you know, she knows the the steps to take to mm -hmm. um, help him learn new habits. And the consistency of that has been remarkable to watch. Mm -hmm. I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash envoys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash on boys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me. So I'm 51. She's 41. And she went to ask her healthcare provider, hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete it seems, how little we know, and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause, likely at this age, but many of our moms are dealing with their sons entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's irony, which is, oof. Cruel joke, Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke. Thankfully, thankfully, Increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. It's telehealth. You can access care from your home when it is convenient for you. Visit 
buywinona.com today to start your free visit with free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time. Your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code ONBOYS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com slash ONBOYS. Winona, menopause care made easy. I suspect that you are selling yourself short. Obviously, I was not there when you were parenting your girls. Me? <laughs> yeah, you, you co-host. Because how many times have we said on this podcast, and it's not always true, but it's often true, whether we mean to or not, especially when we are tired and when we are stressed, so often what we do in those moments isn't even what we intended to do or how we plan to parent. It's an echo of how we were parented. And so I suspect that maybe you weren't crabby as often as you remember yourself being <laughs> crabby. I mean, sure, you were. We all are. I mean, anybody who is listening to this, if your child is older than a day, you have <laughs> lost it. You have lost it already. You have yelled at that child. Like, you have done things that you're like, I should not treat a helpless, dependent child this way. We all have. Yeah. But I suspect that your overwhelming impression on your girls was pretty good one. I would agree. I would too. Yeah. We had fun. We did have fun when they were kids. Still have fun. I am so glad that my boys are not part of this podcast this morning. <laughs> they are not old enough to reflect thoughtfully on this yet. Yes. I don't know. I mean, do you feel that way, Brenda? Like at 13 yes, and 17, they're not designed to be super appreciative of us yet. Not at all. And actually very resentful of the boundaries that are set. Um, this morning, I found, you know, the little vines from cherry tomatoes. Yeah. They're on the steps downstairs to his room. He has a whole <laughs> basement, a finished basement for him. Okay. How did that happen? And then get angry when I ask him to yeah, <laughs> after himself, little things. But I think setting the example and hopefully they'll pick up on it after yes. a few million repetitions. Yes. I just... Yeah, it's the the mess and the pushback. It does yep. wear on you after a while. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's cute when they're three. Sure, because you're at that point they're still cute enough, and you're like, oh, look at the burgeoning independence. Yes, not so cute when they are teenagers because no. they can get mean about it when they're teens. Yes, it can be mean. But one thing about that self care is we both need time to ourselves and recognize mm -hmm. I have, if he says I need alone time with the dogs, I have no problem mm -hmm. getting in the car and going to the park or taking a book somewhere. One of my prouder moments is I've been able to model the time when we need just not be in each other's space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I recognized pretty early on my second son, especially when he is very upset or very angry, he needs to go off and be by himself. Like you cannot, even when he was a toddler, you couldn't wrap your arms around him and comfort him. He just needed to go somewhere and be by himself. There was this one tree that was out back where we were living at that point, a big, tall pine tree. When he was six, he climbed up so high in that tree. The kind of, you know, where you're going, 
but he really needed and wanted to be alone. And that was where he figured he could get it. And frankly, he was right. There was no way I was going up there. And sometimes when he got older, there was a park that would be sort of, I mean, maybe two, three blocks from us. Remember, very small town, you know, rural Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And he would take um, baseballs and a bat and he would just go hit balls. Or he'd take tennis balls and a tennis racket and just hit balls. He learned that was what he needed to do. And thankfully, I also learned it was way easier and healthier to give him that space than to try and insist that he engage with anybody at that point. That was a losing battle. It is easy to get sucked into the anger or the argument instead of taking a moment to say, okay, let's break this up like a boxing match. Sometimes the rep sends them to their corners. That's good for both of us to regroup, reset and calm down and, then come back together. You know, we talked about Mother's Day um, last year because I wanted to do something that was for me. I wanted to do something with my boys. Now that they're older, it's very difficult to get them together. Like they Mm -hmm. all have their own lives and their own stuff going on. Mother's Day is a pretty easy sell, you know? (laughs) You're like, I mean, it's Mother's Day. And um, there's a museum in Milwaukee that we Milwaukee public museum that we used to go to pretty frequently when they were younger, especially during our homeschooling years. We have a lot of great memories there. We love it. And they are moving to a new location within the next few years. And this one will be demolished and those exhibits will be no more. So last year on mother's day, I said, that's what I want to do. And so we all went, I mean, I guess Nathan wasn't here. He was still in Tennessee and he had to work, but me and the other three guys went and it was pretty cool. This year, I am heading into Mother's Day with pretty much zero expectations because my number two son graduates college the day before Mother's Day. And so um, I just learned like yesterday, he actually has tickets for the ceremony. Like he signed up, he's got tickets. It's really going to happen. So we're going to do that and go out to dinner that night. And uh, that's family together time. And that's good congratulations mama Uh it's weird it's also interesting can I just say this um you know back in the day so we homeschooled for a number of years and when we were going through the divorce that was a huge point of contention continue homeschooling the boys you know put them in school the big point of contention I would just like to say that now my oldest two sons who were homeschooled the longest will both be college graduates so clearly they were at least prepared enough to do that. That's yes. all I'm going to say. All turned out fine. Kudos to you, Jen. Thank you. And, and certainly I can't take all the credit for that, right? Their dad was a huge, important part of their life. The boys are a huge, important part of their life. But um, I'm just proud of all of them. I'm curious what your, we have, you know, listeners from around the world raising their boys. What would your advice be to them Katie I know you just talked to a friend who's expecting her first baby in what a month Mm. yeah did you have advice for her I mean I think that in regards to sort of what we talked about before in terms of expectations it really was nothing like I expected it to be becoming a mom and I think that my biggest piece of advice is maybe just that of letting go of any expectations that you have and being willing to slow down and give yourself grace. I think, you know, you mentioned that too, Brenda, of 
it's just not easy and it takes a lot of work and it is the rearranging of yourself and your relationships, um, you know, with your partner, with your friends, with your family, and that while it's hard, it's also awesome. And so just to kind of be prepared to ride, ride the wave, I think um, for myself in the beginning, I had a lot of stress about doing things and it was really hard to settle and just be. And looking back, I wish I would have done that more of just like been with my baby and slow, slow down. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be my biggest piece of advice. Oh, I think for me, I would say be prepared just to see the world through your child's eyes. They notice the weirdest things Yes, Um, (laughs) from a bird's feather on a walk to the odd shape of a differently colored rock. You brought up a memory for me, Brenda. When our oldest was little, like still in a, in a stroller little, we took him to the state fair and we took him into the cattle barns, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, look at these big animals. That's what we thought he was going to look at. That was the, they're the cattle barns. That is the attraction. Mm-hmm. He was fascinated by the barn fans. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know they were there, Brenda, you know, yeah. until that's what he's pointing at. And he was just staring at. And so, you know, again, it's a let go of the expectations. He's enjoying himself. He's not looking at what I thought was interesting, but he's showing me something that I wouldn't have even have paid attention to. Right. Um, there's a wild animal sanctuary near our house. And you know, look at the tigers and the bears and lions, all that stuff. No, he was more excited with the popsicle that was in his hand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just, and the way it was, it was hot and melting all over the place and running up and down the, they have a, a raised boardwalk. And, and you have to laugh. I mean, I think allowing yourself to, to laugh at all the silliness yeah. of toddlerhood, mm-hmm. toddler to preschool. I mean, honestly, that was the most fun. Yeah. Definitely the most fun. Yeah. It is that place of slowing down. And I think that has been the the joy for me of being the Oma. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> but just to have the time to watch the wonder of the fan of where I'm living now is this amazing play yard, swing, slides, kitchen stuff. What does he love? The pea gravel, putting it into a cup. And just being with him in that and not rushing him to the next thing, but just being with him. There were big trucks putting in a telephone pole in the front yard the other day. And we probably spent 30 minutes out there with the trucks. I have such mixed feelings when we tell our listeners this, though, because it's so important. And yet the reality is that a lot of the times you don't have the time. You need to get to work or you you have to make food or you have other children. And so give yourself that grace, listeners. You may not have a half hour to look at the truck and that is okay. It is okay to say, hey, we got to go to school now. I'm sorry. Take yeah. the time that you can when mm-hmm. you can. Try yeah. and lean into those moments of joy, but please don't beat yourself up if your life is oh, going no. a whole lot more quickly than you'd like it to. I recognize early on that with having a child means every errand takes twice as long as it used to. So if I'm at PetSmart getting food for the dogs, okay, you can look at the fish, 
We yeah. do have five minutes to look at the fish or the dra or the lizards or the snakes or the birds. I think letting go of my need to have a specific schedule. Okay, mm. dinner doesn't have to be at six. It could be at six fifteen, so we have time to look at that menagerie at PetSmart. It's such a smart investment of time too, Brenda, because I've learned that like if you are taking your kids along on errands, which many of us have to, whether we want to or not, and is good experience for them. If you don't build in some fun for them, pay attention to some of the things that are interesting to them. They are going to melt down a whole lot more quickly. And then you're dealing with a crying, screaming, angry toddler, your temper's flaring. It's way smarter to to just allow the five or 10 minutes to look at the fish and the iguanas. Or my niece was shopping with my sister and she was a toddler at the time and they had those little baby carts at the store. Oh yeah. She filled it up and they got to check out and my niece's car was cart was full of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, my sister was adventurous. So they took one. Oh, she made a really good selection. <laughs> I think the other thing that I would say to our listeners is because I was not good at this is to ask for help to oh, yeah. uh, allow our partner, our friends, our relatives, whoever it might be, allow them to help us. And that might require actually having to say exactly what you need mm -hmm. instead of presuming that they're going to know what you need. And that goes for Mother's Day and all the days of not being afraid to say, I need you to XYZ, do the dishes or feed the cat or whatever it might be and be okay that it gets done differently than you might do it. But that's going to help you with your self-care, self-compassion. And I think for dads, we maybe touched on this a little bit in our Father's Day episode last year, but dads might not always know what to do. So bring them in, gently guide them, and they'll, they'll catch on. Asking for help goes far beyond just within the household. Yes, I need help because it's hard to manage everything all by yourself. And then you're saying, oh, well, I don't want to bother anybody. Building that network of support is something I'm still working on big time. Doesn't feel natural to ask for support because you're supposed to be, able, again, supposed to be able to do everything by yourself and have it Pinterest ready and perfect and no complaints and it's, we're not supposed to enjoy all of this. We're back to expectations again. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about the Pinterest ready and you're right, there's all this pressure, Pinterest and Instagram. And I think maybe it's helpful. It is for me to remind myself, literally they stopped and took a picture of this because it was so freaking perfect. Mm. You don't take a picture if it's perfect all the time. Mm -mm. There's nothing to see there. And which is why part of why one of the things that I've done um, online and I, I do this in my life, I take pictures of the messes sometimes because this is reality. This is what my real house looks like. My Facebook memory from a couple days ago was seven years ago was my old house. Um, it was this sink where you come in the kitchen. It was a weird spot, but it, it was fine. And you can see in the corner, my efforts to beautify it. I had a candle. I had a little <laughs> like inspirational plaque. And parked in front of that was a little plastic dump truck with its muddy um, tracks going to it. 
And then there's another picture in the sink. There were more little dump trucks and, and toys and stuff because they brought them in to, to clean them. And you know what? That was my life at that time. And I'm glad I took that picture because yeah. it's not my life right now. But that was a sweet memory, even yeah. though at the time, listen, nobody loves mud and sand in your sink because that's a mess to deal with. Yeah. But I loved having the boy who loved his machines enough that he brought them in and cleaned them up. <laughs> Oh boy, ladies, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Listeners, whether you are in the U.S. celebrating Mother's Day right now, we know it's at different times around the globe. We send you our love and support and care, and we hope that you have a day where you have time to yourself and also recognize those around you who love you and care about you as well and we love you we see the work that you are doing we know it's not easy we know you're tired we know that you get up and you do it every day we see you we love you and we support you in your mothering journey happy mother's day as jen said we see you and whether you are actively momming right now whether you are Maybe you're missing your own mother. Maybe you have fraught relationships with your kids or, or with your parents. Know that, as my other daughter would often say, it's just a day, mom. It's just a day. So if today, if Mother's Day doesn't go exactly the way you would hope for, you would wish for, it's just a day, mama. And tomorrow is another one. Thank you for being here. This is the On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net, and I'm Janet Allison of boysalive.com. Thank you for being our listeners. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.